720 WGN. This is like a Kardashians theme. Is that because you want to talk about original influencers? I think the Kardashians are at the top of the list. In fact, they managed to get it done even to this day. Howard Tolman is with us. Howard is uh, an entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, an educator, a writer, a lecturer, an art collector. Millions of people read his article on Inc.com. That article is published today, and it's titled Don't Get Sucked In by Influencers, which is kind of embarrassing, Howard, because I just did a commercial for people to come and join me on a cruise. So I'm guessing that kind of makes me an influencer, right? Well, I, I think that the difference, which is the point the article tries to make, is if you're authentic and if it's obvious that you're uh, a compensated endorser, then people value your opinion, and especially if you have relevant experience. If you're somebody who is famous for being famous and doesn't know much about anything, uh, and you're endorsing crypto, if you're Matt Damon or some of these other crazy things that have gone on, uh, that's a whole different situation. And I think we're finally starting to understand that you have to be selective and discerning if you're going to listen to stuff on the web. And it's only going to get worse. I mean, now that they're saying that you can have videos that are completely phony and you can have, you know, all kinds of other stuff going on, um, I don't know what we're going to tell our kids about what to believe. And I don't know even how we're going to tell our kids to verify information before they take it as, as the truth. But that's the world we're entering into, and our kids are particularly susceptible to peer pressure and to influencers. And so, you know, it, it's a real problem. I mean, and then on the other side, when you encourage the world, when you encourage the web, uh, you know, you could be a Chipotle or you could be somebody like Taco Bell. And they do a promotion, and all of a sudden their whole organization comes under such stress that they have to back away, that it actually turns the customers off because they become frustrated. So it's a it's a can of worms. It's something that people need to be aware of and prudent about how they sort of unleash the tiger. And, uh, you know, in some cr- cases it can be very valuable, and in a lot of cases it can be very problematic. Yeah, and, and for me, like the Alaskan cruise, I'm going on it. It's not like I'm saying, hey, go do this. But the, a lot of influencers, and this really did start the Kardashians, wouldn't you say, were the best and biggest OGs. They were the originals because many of them have built billion-dollar businesses, and they're paid to endorse a product online that they may never use or have never tried. Well, look, I would say that long before the Kardashians, we had the whole fashion industry, and long before the fashion industry, we had these st- stock promoters like uh, Jim Cramer and these people who get on and tell a story about a stock. So, you know, we've had this for a long time. I think it, the difference is it's just so highly you know, present in our lives in every single way that um, it's, you know, it's just become a lot of noise. And it's very hard. It's very hard to understand who uh, who you should believe. And you know, we're uh, this is this is very serious when it goes from clothes and you know what what purse to buy to talking about people's health or about healthy eating or about you know exercise and these kinds of things. And the problem is that this culture has now spread to everything. And that's yeah. that's really going to be challenging. And and of course, in the industry that I'm in. You know, we 
need people to advertise on our radio station. Televisions need advertisers. That's what keeps us afloat because for the consumer, we are free. But you see a lot of these budgets being eaten up by, oh, well, we want to do social media or we we have an influencer. And so from a business perspective, you have seen this fail on many levels, haven't you, Howard, where, you know, they hire someone and it's like, oh, geez, that, that person's in a little bit of trouble now. Maybe we shouldn't have hired that person or shouldn't have well, pursued that platform yeah i look i this reminds me of the dot-com era when everybody needed to have a dot-com you know they needed to have a website and whatever their business was and and by the way i think this the scary thing is that people who are uh, decision makers and let's say they're in their 40s and 50s you know they once again saying i have to hire a 25 year old who knows about this new stuff and I have to listen to what they say. And most of the time, those people don't know what they're talking about. But worse, and this is sort of the moral of the article, they don't have to face the consequences. Right. <laughs> because unlike direct marketing, which at least you know is, me- is measurable, uh, brand marketing and promoting just you know ideas and concepts and products, uh, you never know. And so when these people launch these things and tell you, that it's great to be on this channel or that channel. The truth, the truth is that social media, by and large, has not been a good commerce tool because you know you have to be in the mood. And if you're visiting with your friends on social media, you're not interested in seeing ads. You know, frankly, if you're watching a, a movie or something on any of the streaming channels, you really hate it that it's interrupted. I mean, the whole theory of streaming was it wouldn't be interrupted. And so, you know, you have to be very careful about the ability to deliver the right message at the right time to the target audience. If you can do that, then whatever channel you've chosen is powerful and very effective. Howard Tolman, you listen to these kids, yeah. you know, it's just spray and pray, we call it. Spray and pray. <laughs> yeah. Howard Tolman is a general, general managing partner with G2T3V, serial entrepreneur, and the only person that was on this show in the past few weeks who correctly identified who the front runners would be in the mayoral election. Last Tuesday when I talked to you, you said, I think, I think Brandon Johnson is, is, you're going to see him move forward here. It's going to be Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson. And you were right. Where do we go from here, Howard? And do endorsements on that level really have any weight when Tony Preckwood comes out or another mayoral candidate comes out or if the governor actually says something do you think that has any sway with voters i think it, i think in this case it does because so many people didn't vote for either of these two guys so many right and mm-hmm. so uh listening to the people that you voted for you wouldn't have voted for them if you didn't respect their opinion so when sawyer comes out and endorses Vallis, or when uh you know some of these other people, Walter Burnett, the most senior guy in the city council, endorses Vallis. These are important. These are people that uh, are smart people. And I think endorsements will matter. I expect Willie Wilson will do something. I expect that maybe even Chewy will. I don't expect uh, their Lightfoot to do anything. Um, and I, I think that those endorsements will help. But here's the real scary thing. The scary thing is, you know, our elections have, have been decided by so few, such a small percentage of the voters. And in this runoff, I mean, it could be that, you know, everybody who voted for half of these other candidates doesn't even show up. Right. And this thing could be decided by the world's tiniest fraction 
of voters. And it's sort of shame on you if you don't show up for this election. But I think we could see that. I think these numbers for the for the rerun and for the runoff could be disappointingly small, A. And then B, because 70 percent of the people didn't vote the first time around, I think it could also be a completely different population. So one of the things both of these guys are trying to figure out is, how do they reach the people that didn't even vote the first time around and convince them to come out and vote for them? So it's, you know, I wish that everybody understood how valuable the voting franchise was and how important to our city deciding between these two people is going forward, because this is a game-changing election. I mean, Absolutely. If we don't get this right, if we don't get this right, we may not have a city going forward. Howard, thank you so much for joining us. I always appreciate our conversation. All right. Talk to you soon, Lisa. Thank you. Howard Tolman, General Managing Partner with G2T3V, serial entrepreneur. And I saw Jay Maul Green, who is the youngest mayoral candidate, posted on Twitter just yesterday that both Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson visited him at his home over the weekend to try and garner his endorsement. So I guess they really must have weight. Howard's right about that. Hey, Steve has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.